welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Monday. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, here along with your vice host, Eddie Pence. Hey, Ralph. Hi there, Eddie. How's it going? You seem surprised. As I was shocked. It was your moment to have to say something <laughs> to people. It is Monday, August 6th, and we're so happy to be here. What a what a nutty weekend it's a, it's I Monday. had. It sounds like Eddie had a nutty weekend. We're going to catch oh. you up with all the activities from the weekend as well as take a look at all the entertainment news. We've got a brand new set of interviews coming up this week with the lovely and talented Marin Dungy. Such a great actress, such a great lady. Really good interview coming up this week. Um, we got Steve Ashton stopping by all week. Ow, all week long. <laughs> what you did to punch you? The I microphone just punched, punched myself in the, in the face. It's Monday. Just take it, it easy. It feels like a Monday. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on? Oh, I wanted to. Uh, well, first of all, it's a Monday morning. Tonight is the Bachelorette finale, and more importantly, the Pences are coming over. <laughs> This is like the Pence is coming to the Oval Office. Yeah, like they're is. coming to the well, White House. It's a big invite. We're very nervous. Along with the, it's like the Trumps and the Pences are getting together <laughs> for a big party. We bookended the Bachelorette. I know. We came yeah. for the uh, came premiere. for the uh, premiere, and now you're coming for the finale. Well, we've been meaning to have Tracy over again for a while because we know how she must struggle uh, not <laughs> being able to eat grown up food. She and enjoys stuff. adults. Yes, she's not around them very often, and. Uh, Eddie's uh, boy Colton has to come by and void his bowels in, in my bathroom. That's what he does. He's only marked one bathroom. He's got a couple more to go. So we're looking forward to it. But uh, tonight's going to be a big deal. We don't know what to serve, as hey, you fancy. can imagine. It's, Trace, a, it's a limited menu. Tracy wants to bring zucchini bread over. Okay. So I won't eat that, but you guys can You don't have, eat zucchini bread? I don't know. I've never had zucchini bread. You So you've never even tried it? I've never it. tried it. I'm not saying I won't try it. I'll try it. It's It tastes She's like cake. It. I'm just, then I'll probably like it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just you, saying. You've spent your whole life and you never even tasted it's it. It's her thing to like, let's bring over something and it's all something you never had and you can knock a lot of stuff out at once. So I'm going to have zucchini just, bread. We're, we've just started the show already. Oh, we're sorry. into your, your weird fucking food issues. Uh, also, I wanted to get this out of the way at the top of the show because it's super exciting. And I couldn't be happier to finally announce to all you beautiful, sweet, gorgeous four-star generals out there that we have finally shipped the Ralph Report merchandise. I saw it. We have been promising you this merch since the beginning of time. It was one of the the perks of being a four-star general. We told you we're going to send you some stuff. It's cool stuff. And we finally, we just trust me, here's the thing. Look, anytime you start any new business, there's a ton of growing pains and bullshit you have to go through. And this show has been no exception. But one of the biggest bite in the ass... Bites in the ass Bites, yeah. has me, been. Me on. That it? it was bigger than Eddie on, <laughs> first of all. But the second biggest bite in the ass was this merch thing because we had troubles with the people who were making it and the people who were shipping it and oh, uh, you name it. We had a snafu. Anyway, seems like it's all been ironed out. It's going out this week, so expect it sometime this week. Especially you folks who are domestic here in the uh, yeah. contiguous United States. The, the continental United States? No, there's a, there's a Con- phrase for contiguous. Contiguous? I don't, I'm not you don't know the it. phrase contiguous? No. I believe that means all the connected United all the con- States. All the connected ones, okay. Not including the, the Alaska, mainland? Alaska and Hawaii. The mainland, so to speak? Yes, all of the uh, domestic deliveries should arrive this week, and then uh, you folks in foreign lands should be getting them hopefully the week after that. Keep, your, keep an eye on your mailbox is what I'm saying. 
and it's going out. I, I, I think it's pretty cool. It's really cool stuff. I saw should, it. Should we talk? Should we tell them what's in the box? She'd be surprised. All right, it'll I think be, a be surprised. surprised. It's pretty cool stuff. You'd be surprised. You open it up and you'll see some cool things in there. I just the one thing I do want to mention is that, and I thought this was super sweet, and it will lead into the uh, the top three things I learned this weekend. My kid Olivia, you know, my little eight year old girl. She is as excited about this venture that we've been doing for the past six months as anyone. You know, my wife is involved. She kind of runs the the administrative and business end of everything. I do the creative stuff along with my pal Eddie, but also uh, Steve Ashton's a huge part of that. He contributes a couple times a week. Uh, you with the Garmy have stepped up. You contribute. I mean, you, it's not a, a one-man operation, but I'm kind of the guy who has to put all that stuff together. So it's become a family affair, and Livy, of course, does Livy at the movies, and she'll do one today about Christopher Robin. We saw that over the weekend. But she loves being involved. So when she knew we were putting together these packages of merch to send out to the four-star generals who are beyond kind in their support and so very, very important, um, she said she wanted to do something. And we asked her what, and she said she wanted to make an original piece of art to send to all of you because she's really into art. So you'll see when you open up the box, there is a postcard in there that Olivia designed for you and she wrote a little message on the back. It's very pretty. When I saw it, I'm like, oh God, I can't believe Olivia made that. Well, it's it's an app she loves to use. It's really pretty. You do do some artwork and then you you hit a couple of keys and it, it you know it transforms it into something for you but uh she she did it and she's very proud of it so i wanted to give you heads up that that's coming your way when you open up your box of merch all you beautiful four star generals out there um and if you're listening to the show by the way we're we're giving away some shows for free again we're going to start doing our free mondays and today is monday so if you are listening to the show and you'd like to be a four star general and you'd like to get merch and cool stuff like that you can always go to patreon.com/theralphreport if you want to sign up uh, for the show five days a week, fifteen cents a day is what it comes out to. If you're not if, bad if you for start, a brand new show every day, if you're at the first tier, if you're a one star general, so uh, just keep that in mind as you sign up. It is Monday, Eddie. Uh, I know yesterday you told me you were working in your garage. Yeah, we uh, decided to clean out all the baby clothes because we, we we thought we might have two kids at some point in our lives. But we, it's smart to hold on to the did. hand-me-downs if you're going to have another we one, that's ton. for sure. And all the stuff we got for Colton was hand-me-downs from friends and stuff. So we really never spent a lot of money on baby clothes anyway. So right. we just kept them, and then it got today. So now that he's like, nine, you're thinking maybe it's... I think we're done. <laughs> and you're, and you're going you're gonna to get snipped, right? Yeah, I'm getting snipped uh, this month or next month. I haven't We haven't set a date yet. Well, but. it all depends when I can get a hold of some clippers. <laughs> when I get some gardening shears, it's that's some, when we'll, na- we'll nail it down. A three-hole punch. That's right. We'll do it like girls do <laughs> their... Uh, Pierce their ears and sleepover parties. We'll have a sleepover. With just a just a needle yeah. and some ice. Ice cube. Yeah. Perfect. So you got into the garage. So we got into the garage and cleaned stuff out. We had like, we had everything there, like his, even his, like his mattress from his crib. And apparently a rat had gotten in there and made a nest. Oh, charming. Yeah. So that was, so I was cleaning up rat crap all day. Oh, rats are the best. No, tr- no sign of the rat. They had moved on, but. Fucking rats. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. And I apparently don't... there was a cliff bar in the garage and that's what attracted the rats because i saw the cliff bar wrapper around the mattress and i'm like well, I don't yeah even if know. you eat snacks for them i they don't do know why there's up. a cliff bar in my garage i don't even eat cliff bars. they don't even need anything i don't i don't have time to tell you our rat problems with this oh. house it's just it turned out and this is the bitch of it all you know you you get a, a high-end um landscaper and they come in here like when we first bought this house they brought in a high-end landscaper and he put in these beautiful tall palm trees in the backyard and it turns out nothing 
makes a rat happier than to make a nest in palm oh, trees. Oh, really? That's like their favorite tree. Where do they make tree. the nest? In the... They go on the top where the fronds all meet in there. They just they just, oh, just hang sit out. in there and they, they fill it up with uh, filling from, uh, um, um, like you said, like your mattress, yeah, but also outdoor fur, uh, um, patio furniture stuffing and whatever they can find. I have no idea rats like palm trees. Oh, it's their favorite thing. We didn't know this either until... Uh, years went by but we would be lying in bed at various times of the year and we have a flat roof we don't have a slanted roof a flat roof and you hear you hear the scurry oh. above your head oh. while you're lying in bed oh, i hate that sound and initially we thought it was in they were in the ceiling but they weren't they were just on top of the roof but still you could hear them because you know we're in the second oh. floor here and uh i again i don't have time to tell you that the, what we went through in order to They to were just stop. sitting up there waiting for you to turn those lights off and that's when they're like, go, 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 go. And they're go. very nocturnal and they're very <laughs> busy and it had we didn't have any food out there. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They just are all everywhere all the time. They just have evil. They're just evil. And you know what I had to do was I got these plastic discs from a marine company that they use. They put them on the guidelines that hold ships to the docks. Yeah. It's a plastic disc that fits on the rope that they use to tie the, the ships down right. because the rats will come from the pier and, and they they'll, can't get over that. They'll, call, they'll crawl up the rope and if there's no disc there, they'll just get onto the ship. So to keep them off the ships, they put these discs on all the ropes. We start doing it in all the guide wires, not guide wires, but all the connecting wires to the house, the phone wire, the cable that wire. It? That was the only thing that stopped them. We had to physically bar them from reaching our house. Yeah, we had a... And we, then we tore down the palm trees and then the, the problem went away. We put down a big... Like big rectangle things, but it's like sticky tape, like glue. Oh, uh, traps are traps. I stepped in it more. Than, no rat ever stepped no. in it. I stepped in it like six times. It's a fallacy. It's 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 a sham. They're they're so much better than the traps that we can oh. build. All you can do is just is try to shield yourself from them in hopes that oh, they don't want to be bothered with trying to work their way around. Yeah, they look, they look for the path of least resistance. Yeah. You know, so you want to try to get them in a situation where they are just they can't be. They'll bothered. They'll just move on to another house. That's right. You just you you really can't solve the problem. You just want to pawn it off buck. to your neighbors. Just That's pass all you want. The buck to your neighbors. So. I feel your pain. I'm sorry about your rats. And they're not cute, and they're not ratatouille, and they don't tell no. you secret recipes or anything. They're gross. They're awful. They're the worst. They caused the Black Plague. They killed the entire half the population of Europe. Although, I got to say, the domestic rats, like the white ones, the ones you can train and stuff and With everything. the red eyes. They seem pretty cool. The red evil eyes. I think I'd like to have one of those. I, I keep telling the wife I'd like to have a rat for a pet, and she loses her mind. Yeah, it's Candace. Because she, thinks, she that's thinks, like, roof rat, you know, street rat, sewer rat. But these rats aren't that rat. That's a different. It's a different breed. It's still gross. But they they're smart, and you can train them, and they'll come up and they'll sit on your shoulder. And you and have they... a rat on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you but a how rat cool is that? on your shoulder. How cool is that? I'm the king of the rats. <laughs> I'm the rat king. I'm the rat king. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Eddie had rats. Ugh. I had uh, I had a great weekend. Uh, Babylon was on fire. Wow. Friday night's Babylon it was Kevin Smith's birthday. We were down in Orange County, and we did a show at the Irvine Improv, and Eddie Pence was down there as well, hanging out, and met a lot of members of the Garmy. Met some Garmy guys. Got my first selfie with a Garmy fan. Everybody showed up in a big way for uh, Kevin's birthday to celebrate, and I got to tell you, Kevin was on fire. He was straight fire with the comedy on Friday night. It was a very fun show, and if you haven't heard it yet, I believe it's been posted. Uh, it, it's Monday, so it should be up by now. So find it and check it out. It's it's very good. But that was the beginning of my weekend. Um, Saturday morning, woke up hungover, of course, because <laughs> that's how I roll. And my wife was leaving for the weekend. She periodically will go with her girlfriends, and they're prob primarily the moms from 
uh, my kids' school, all, all the wives hang together. That's a weird social dynamic is the, uh, the mothers of the classmates in school tend to get so close and so tight. And I know some of the dads, but we don't like hang together yeah, and play never, poker or something, you know? I've never gotten close with the dads. But the moms, really, they're tight, thick as thieves. So they went, they did a girl's Vegas trip. Oh. So, and I'm all for it. My wife works her ass off at home and also for this show. And so anytime she wants to go off, blow off some steam and have some fun, I'm always 100% behind it. So she said, uh, I made this trip, arrangements and blah, blah, blah. But I got tickets for Olivia to go see a show on Saturday night. Can I still go? And I was like, by all means, are you kidding me? I don't get enough quality alone time with the kid. I yeah. mean, my wife is very lucky. She gets to be very... Um, front and center in the kid's life in terms of school stuff and, and yeah. getting her from here and there and, cl- and classes and summer camp and stuff that goes on. She's very present. I'm often busy doing this and, madness. And this age flies by so fast. I know, and I wanted to be. I want to be a part of it. And yeah. I'm lucky enough I get to work from home, so I'm probably more a part of it than a lot of yeah, dads I'm are. I'm fortunate that way, too. But I c- I'm always uh, hungry for more. So I said, absolutely, go, and I will take care of it. And so uh, anyway, the whole weekend really for me was a learning experience and that leads me to uh, the way i usually kick off mondays which is the t- with the top three things i learned this weekend the top three things i learned this weekend number three the third thing i learned this week number three uh, number three was i i don't know how to say this it sounds dumb but i can't recommend parenthood enough and that uh, it sounds silly because most people i guess the majority of people end up being parents at some time yeah. and not everybody does a good job at it i don't know if i'm doing a good job i didn't want to be a parent <laughs> like but i never I, thought about it thing. ever i ever I, I beyond not thinking of it i was adamantly against it yeah me i was too yeah i was a swinger with a guy with a lot of uh women in my life and i was i and i was living a very sort of decadent selfish uh, lifestyle and I liked it and I and I designed it that way and I wanted to be Hugh Hefner and these were my heroes the guys who never got tied down who just lived the large life and then I met my wife and fell in love and I hadn't never, I didn't even dawn on me to get married and then that happened and then my wife decided she wanted to have a family and we had discussed it and we both sort of said eh, we're sort of on the fence yeah she got off the fence earlier than I did. <laughs> they always do. They and always do. she said it was time for us to start. And I and I kind I didn't go kicking and screaming, but I I was not all on board. But the experience I got to tell you over the past eight years has been shockingly, shockingly significant and and powerful. Can't imagine my life without it. Yeah, it's it's been remarkable. So what? Um, so. Uh, so I guess what I learned, well, it's, it's not that I've just learned it, but it was reinforced this weekend. What an amazing gift it is to be able to be a parent. And it also struck me, you know, you read sometimes in, in the news about these people who uh, they got their kids in a cage or something, or the child services shows up and there's cigarette burns all over a kid or something. Ugh. I think, I, and, I, and I, you know, most of you know, politically, I lean pretty uh, liberal. But I think when they show up for those calls, if they find evidence of that, they need to put those people down, down. immediately. You harm a child in any way. Because well, even to harm a child, look, I know there's people out there who are fucked up, but to harm your own child, for me, is the ultimate disconnect, the ultimate dehumanization. It is so anti-against everything that human beings who are functional 
experience when they have their own child. The love that immediately is filled, fills your soul and your mind and your heart when you have a child is almost unlike any other kind of love. Yeah. And if that doesn't work for you, if that if there's a disconnect between you and your own offspring where you can actually hurt and abuse and punish your own child, you need to go. Yeah. There's no room for you. Put a gun in your mouth. It's not like you're some weirdo who preys on children, which is obviously bad enough. I'm not trying to equate the two. But if it's your kid... That's part that, of, it's like part of you, man. It's the, it's the best part of you. The definition of being a parent is that you will take a bullet for that little creature. That You are, you are built to love and protect that child. And yeah. if you cannot fulfill that basic human uh, um, uh, preset... That that wiring in your head—if that's wrong, there's no hope for you. Yeah, you gotta go. You're a defective human. Just you—you you got you got messed up at the assembly line. And you need to go. Yeah. So um, that was a, a refresher course this weekend. Spending the whole weekend alone with my kid, being in full-blown daddy mode, was amazing. Was remarkable. Which led me to uh, the second thing I learned this week. Number two. My uh, my wife had gotten tickets to my kid for my kid, rather, to American Idol Live 2018 at the uh, Orpheum Theater downtown. And she said, I got her the tickets, and I'm going, I I forgot I had this thing planned with the girls. Do you want to go? And I was like, hell yes, I want to go, because actually, we we watch that as a family. The way my wife and I watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette, we watch as a family American Idol. Because my kid likes to sing, and she's fascinated by young people going through this process, and she was really wrapped up in it this season. So... When this was coming around, it was very important to her to go. And she's been to a few concerts before, but in a very sort of half-assed way. I mean, not really passionate about anything. This is the first concert that she was passionate about, and it was counting the days until she went. Yeah, this was her thing. Well, I know you said you were worried she might get a little bored and like you guys might cut out earlier. Well, we had done that at previous concerts. She has been, uh, you know, I took her to the Monkees for her first concert, for example. And uh, I, I, she had loved the monkeys, loved the music. But by the time she got there, it was getting pretty late into the night, and she was a little yeah. kid, and you know, she just she tapped out. Yeah, yeah. And she's done that to a few shows that we've taken her to. But this was the one that she was really worked up for, and especially because there's this girl, one of the contestants, a girl named Katie Turner, who I think only got um, into the top five or something. But all the top seven contestants go on tour, tour for this yeah. thing. So this Katie Turner is the person that she adores. It's like a hero. They had uh, her summer uh, camp had come as your favorite star day. Dress as your favorite star. She was Katie Turner. And no one knew who the hell she was. And I said to her, you know, you're going to explain yourself all day long who you are. She goes, I don't care. I love Katie Turner. So anyway, I had taken a a picture of my kid and uh, on that day and I posted it on social media and I tagged uh, Katie Turner on it on her Twitter feed. So Katie saw it and responded in a big way online, and I told her we were coming. She said, I can't wait to meet you guys. It was all very nice, but also very, you know, you've been in this business long enough, you know, people say things in the heat of the moment it had never come to fruition. But we had gotten her, the we paid a couple extra bucks to get the VIP package, Mm -hmm. which is you get to meet the cast before the show and take a picture and stuff. So I was hoping against hope that maybe this Katie Turner kid, and I think she's like 18 herself, would remember... Olivia and and her Olivia dressing up for camp and maybe give her a little bit of a special attention, yeah. but um, we sh- we showed up there and we're sitting in the audience for the pre-show. They're going to sing a couple songs and do a Q and A. And there's only about two dozen people there. She hits the stage. The first thing she does is point to my kid and single oh, wow. her out and tell her, "Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you oh, so my much." God. 
That probably blew her mind. That was the beginning of the <laughs> evening. And we were standing in line for the photo uh, opportunity, and they all passed by the line to get to where they were going to stand, where we were going to pose for the picture. She stopped midway on her way, ran over to Olivia, gave her a big hug, and thanked her oh again for, for doing what it's she did. That's the greatest day of Olivia's life. <laughs> she goes to take the photograph, and Olivia has a necklace for her as a gift that Olivia also wears. She got her a matching necklace. Oh um, so before the photo, she did that, and and this Katie Turner stopped and told the rest of the contestants the story about Olivia dressing up as her, <laughs> and the photos. It was just, it was beyond. So then we go into the show, the regular the actual show kicks off at seven o'clock. There's an opening act. I don't know why they had an opening act, but they did. And so the, the real show show doesn't start around eight o'clock. Uh, Katie Turner walks out on stage, perform with the rest of the cast. And we can tell we've, you know, we've got third row seats or whatever. Uh, Katie Turner is wearing the necklace that oh my, my kid gave her on stage. Wow. It, I got to tell you, Eddie, it was just, you know, you, you get excited for your own shit you know, throughout know. your whole life. But when your kid gets to meet their heroes or fulfill a dream yeah. or, or f- have something magical happen to them, uh, it's it was a whole other experience. It's like when Colton met Dick Van Dyke and was in that oh, documentary. No, it's I like, saw that clip. It's, it's so the wonderful. same thing. It's like anything I've ever done before, I don't, that's like the greatest thing. Yeah. I was alternately, I could not have been more nervous and yet and more satisfied and excited than when my kid had a great experience. Yeah, and you just have a huge girl. lump in your throat the whole time it's happening. And I just, uh, I got to give a shout out to this Katie Turner. Uh, most of you, I'm sure, don't know who she is unless you watched American Idol this past year on ABC. But um, just a sweet, sweet kid and really like a, like a righteous person, like really knows how to treat people, profoundly kind and, and made a little girl's night so uh oh, she's was, gonna remember that forever she absolutely will it was amazing and this katie turner really um stepped up in a big way and look i have some experience with being both a fan of someone and also having people come up to me after shows yeah. and stuff and everything and want to take pictures and and or sign a shirt or whatever um and i always try my best to be accommodating and be appreciative and let them know genuinely how much I appreciate uh, the support because it does mean everything. But watching how graceful this kid handled my situation with my kid, I realized I got to, I got to be step up your game. I got to be better because I was blown away by this 18 year old little girl, girl, teenager who's just, was a champion yeah. for my and as kid. much attention as she's getting now. I mean, it's probably her life is probably like a whirlwind, and of for course, her and for to her remember, to do that, to remember a, a tweet that we shared a month ago about my kid's yeah. summer camp, it was it was amazing. And uh, lastly, the first thing I learned uh, this weekend, number one, I need to get a handle on myself. I've been crying all weekend long. I've been crying. <laughs> it's emotional roller <laughs> My weekend with my kid has been emotionally exhausting uh. because I'm crying all the time now. I cry. Menopause, man. It is menopause. Going through menopause. I cry because my kid's growing up and I'm gonna. I'm missing the little girl that she is. I'm crying because she's uh, having these successes. I cried when she met her hero at the, the American Idol thing. But what really got me was uh, Christopher Robin this mm. weekend. We mm. went to see Christopher Robin. My kid really wanted to see it. And I was scared to death because I had seen the trailer and I was crying. Yeah. And uh, as by sitting here in this room filled with Batman toys, many of which were actually mine as a small child, you can see that I perhaps have an unhealthy affection and attachment to my own childhood. <laughs> and my first 
childhood friend was a Winnie the Pooh stuffed animal that my mother gave me when I was yeah. small. And so to, to uh, see a movie about Christopher Robin who has grown up and sort of outgrown his toys and the better part of himself get reintroduced to that through oh, that toy. Man. <laughs> the first scene, Eddie, I'm not shitting you, I am you lost in it. puddles. Oh, God. And I was crying until well after the movie. I was crying in the car on the way home. I was crying here. My kid was looking at me like I was a lunatic. What, did Olivia? Did Olivia cry? Would she find it? Touching? She knew it was sad. She knew she it was, was sad, sad, and she knew it was powerful. But she didn't really. She doesn't cry. have the connection to right, it. Right. She yeah. wasn't connected up to it. I mean, the movie's about a guy who loses the better part of himself from when he was a child and and disconnects from these childhood friends that were his toys. As most people do when they grow up. Right. Um, but, but he also lost all the good stuff that comes with childhood, that sense of wonder and that sense of commitment and the sense of play. And he became lost in his work and, and responsibilities. And, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't do right by his wife or this was, did he have a daughter set up number two, his little girl, he's got a little girl (laughs) walked into it. So I'm watching this about this guy and his relationship with his daughter Ah, forget about Man. it. It was a nightmare. I'm, I was so glad when my wife walked wow. through the door last night because I was like, I cannot bear another moment. As I am just not emotionally equipped to deal with That's, this. What a way to top off that weekend. Yes. So I just, <laughs> oh I've just been wrecked. And uh, we'll talk more about uh, Christopher Robin later on in the show. Oh. Olivia will do a Livy at the Movies a review of it herself. And we got that coming up as well. But I, I have to recommend it highly. And I know some, I've seen some criticisms online, people saying it's... Uh, it's it's sentimental and of course it is. It what? is unabashedly sentimental. <laughs> it's supposed to. What's it supposed to be? But it is. It's like clean and pure it's sentiment. It's, it's is nothing poo. but emotion. And it's, and it, there's no cynicism and there's no uh, uh, attitude. And it's not. They're not trying to be cute or clever about it. They are straightforward saying what this story is about. And it's set in the early fifties, late forties, early fifties. So that it totally works in that in that yeah. world that universe as well but uh, ewan mcgregor's awesome Haley atwell's awesome jim cummings is the guy you got to give a shout out to this is the guy who has done for many years now the voice of winnie the pooh and tigger in all the many animated incarnations yeah. since the death of sterling holloway the original voice of uh, winnie the pooh and paul winchell uh, was the voice of Tigger back in the day and this guy does both of those the performances he gives as those characters in this film are Oscar worthy. I mean, the the performance of Pooh is one of the most heart wrenching performances <laughs> oh I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, anyway, I recommend it highly, and uh, and my kid just couldn't understand why I was just. Oh crying yeah, so well much. yeah. I mean, if you sit next to your dad and you just bawling in a the movie theater, you're like what? And it's I had happening? to explain to her. I said, you have to understand that sometimes grown ups look back on their childhood. Here we go. Hold it, hold it together. Hold it together. And uh, and we miss those days, and yeah. it makes us sad. I know. And I miss my mom who gave me that toy. And anyway, that was uh, that's what I learned this weekend. Anyway, the top three things I learned this weekend. All right, let's move on to the chuckles, shall we? <laughs> let's take a look at the big calendar on the wall. We do this every episode. We take a look at all the national and international holidays. These are uh, I don't we're not quite sure exactly how it works. I believe there's some scam going on where there is a website that says we will. We will uh, promote your holiday, and you sign up, and there may be some payola involved or something. I still haven't gotten to the end of it. I mean, some of these holidays are actually um, official. 
in terms of the government or the yeah. UN or the state or something has given their seal of approval, but sometimes it seems very shady to me. So uh, we take a look at these holidays each and every episode, and we let you know if it's a holiday... Or holiday. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. All right, Monday, August 6th, here are your holidays. Let's see if it's legit or not. It's British Columbia Day up there in Canada, our friends to the north. They used to be our friends till our president <laughs> yeah. pissed all over them. But, yeah, but now uh, we got Russia and North Korea to hang out Yeah, with. those are our pals now. Uh, I love I love BC. I love British Columbia. And apparently they, this is an actual day they celebrate on the first Monday of every of every August, August of the year. Well, yeah, good so. for them. Good for them. And, and uh, Why not? We just played Vancouver not too long ago, and it was uh, terrific. And I love, I love Canada. I love Canada. I love British Columbia. So absolutely, that's a holiday. It's also International Sailor Moon Day. Do you know Sailor Moon, Eddie? I have no idea what you're talking about. Sailor Moon is a, a cartoon. It was a very popular cartoon. Well, it's, it is still very popular in Japan. And here in the States, it's part of that manga thing, the manga movement. Okay, I know the manga stuff. Uh, Sailor Moon is a little girl who dresses in like a little sailor outfit and everything. And um, it's very sexualized, and I'm not down with it. I get get creeped out anytime there's a little, like a a schoolgirl outfit or a little manga sailor girl outfit. It's weird, man. And I don't watch the show, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of shit from people saying, well, you know, Sailor Moon is great because blah, blah, blah. Fine, you watch it, but I'm not <laughs> celebrating it because it it's it's weird, it's creepy, and they have those big giant round eyes, and uh, the manga wigs me out, and it's just, it's oddly and weirdly sexual in a way that just creeps me yeah, out. I'm gonna so. hang out with Lenny the Pooh. Yeah, really, I'm gonna go to the Hundred Acre Wood and just <laughs> sit in a log. It's Farm Worker Appreciation Day. Who works harder than people who work on Dude, farms? Dude, you got to get up at like 3 a.m. and then you go to... Oh, I don't even know how you function as I'm a farmer. I'm not even talking about the farmers who own the farms and work the farms, but the people who come up, like the migrant farm workers who come up to pick your, your yeah. shit at harvest time and stuff, all yeah. those strawberries, Eddie, that oh, you're not eating. I know. There's I, somebody I there them. who has to pick those every day. One by one. You don't pick them in a group. You pick them one by one. In the one. sun and you're on your knees and your knees yeah. hurt and your legs hurt and you don't get... It breaks and you're in whatever kind of weather is out there, yeah. and and often you don't get any sort of protection when it comes Nothing. to uh, right workers' rights. There's pesticides you're exposed to. Yeah. I mean, there's so it's such dangerous and work. I've, I've got limited experience farming with the corn in my flower box. Sure, I mean we remember but your big corn. I know how farm. tough that was. Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine a whole farm full of corn. So uh, <laughs> keep a soft spot in your heart for the folks who feed us, basically the world. Yeah, all they do is get the food ready that we eat. That's yeah. all. That's the only thing they do. Nothing very important. They just keep us Fed. from starving to death. So, Could you imagine if they were gone? That No. 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 That, that was in the, them and the bees. We need bees. We need bees <laughs> we need the and those people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, National uh, Farm Worker Appreciation Day. Absolutely. It's National Wiggle Your Toes Day, Eddie. I don't like, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking. Stupid. You and I are going to agree on this one. That's fucking stupid. National yeah, but... Wiggle Your Toes Day tells people to what? go barefoot, no, wear sandals no. or flip flops, no. and show off your no. toes. No, give them some fresh air and exercise. No, they keep say. them covered up and away from sight. Yeah, we don't need to see your feet ever, unless you're uh, got pretty women feet. Yes, you're a hot chick. Mm. Then, then put them in my face. That's but, fine. But most people, but dudes, keep no. them covered up, unless of course you're at the pool or the beach. Or the beach, and then you get you get a pass. You get a pass. You know what? I'm feeling it's National Wiggle Your Your Toes Day. I'm feeling magnanimous. I'll give you the park if you want to be in a park. 
and you want to walk around on the grass in a park with your shoes off and feel the grass between your toes, you go at it. But then get out of the park and put your shoes immediately put your on. Goddamn shoes on and before go you go to, down to Starbucks and get yourself a uh, mochaccino latte. In the Starbucks, start wiggling your toes everywhere. Unacceptable, weirdos. National Fresh Breath Day. Well, that should be every day, I think. <laughs> I think everyone should be aware of halitosis. This comes from uh, dentists, as you can imagine, pr- promoting oral hygiene. They suggest that you floss your teeth and brush your teeth. Doesn't hmm. bad breath come from your gut? Some does. Most uh, of the time? Uh, does not say here what percentage of the time. Like halitosis comes from your gut. It's not so uh, much rotten teeth. Yes, it can come from your gut. It can also come from... Um, What's the uh, the acid uh, acid reflux? Acid, acid reflux can sometimes cause it as well. But for the most part, uh, dental hygiene has a significant role in in, in your, your breath. breath. You got to get the rotting food out from between your teeth with flossing and brushing, and that that. Or what just maintain you. a personal distance from everybody, and then no one has to deal with you. You know what they Respect recommend your here? Bubble, and you're going to be surprised. Uh, chew sugar-free gum. They say it because the more moist you keep your mouth, the uh, the less bacteria grows. Oh, that's a little piece of trivia for you right there. Huh. And while we're talking about uh, tooth rot and sugar and cavities and decay, you got to take this one into uh, consideration. National, and this is a food thing. And if you, if, uh, after the weekend I've had, if you fuck with me, I will end you. So you just, if you don't like it, just shut your mouth because I won't. I will not accept any bad mouthing of this day. I don't like it. National Root Beer Float Day. Root beer and vanilla ice cream in a delicious, frosty, cold mug of frothy, delicious goodness. The root beer float. And you're quiet. I'm pleading the fifth on the root beer float. I can't with you. I don't like root beer. I'm I, so, it's too sweet. I don't like root beer. I love vanilla ice cream. And I'll even like vanilla ice cream in a Coke float. I like it. I just don't like root beer. It's too, it's too much. I don't like root beer. Yeah, I never like root beer. It's not any more much than any other soda. <laughs> it is Eddie. more much. They're it all is the more much. same muchness. It's, it's so much it's more much. Too, root beer is not too much. It's, it's just a much. different flavor. I don't of like soda. root beer. I've never liked root beer. I've never liked it. I'm not a big soda person, but I'll drink a Coke float. But I don't like root beer. I don't. How? I'm sorry. I gave you this news. What is the problem with root beer? I just don't like the taste of it. I don't but, know what, but Coke you like. I've given I've given root beer several chances. More than zucchini bread. More than obviously. zucchini bread. Yeah. More than strawberries. I've given root beer plenty of chance. I just don't like the taste. The of root, root beer. beer float is one of the great treats of mankind. The like combination it. of root beer and vanilla ice I cream. I love I love vanilla ice cream, and I love it in. I don't even mind it in a Coke or you know anything. Originally like that, known as the black cow, by the way. Did you know that? What the root, root beer? beer float was known as the black cow. Why? Well, there's dairy in it because yeah. from the ice cream and the and the color of the black. root beer makes it black the black okay. cow that's weird it's not a racist thing or anything i didn't it's think just, it was the black, the black cow i don't think they're actually calling it a black cow sounds like a great idea for a superhero too by the, the black way. cow the black cow It'd be an amazing superhero <laughs> just stand on top of a building with a big cape <laughs> just ring his bell and utters just flapping coming. in the wind <laughs> uh by the way the uh, root beer float what year what do you think uh year? what year was it created yeah. 37 wow you off 1837. 1893. 1893? Yeah. Well, that shit goes way back. I think they had a lot of time in their hands on those drug stores back in the old yeah, times. Like they were experimenting with stuff. Coke had cocaine in it. Goddamn right. Dr. What, Pepper. Went south after that. They took the cocaine out of Coke. They lost me. 
That's when it was done for you. Yeah, so have a root beer float. No, don't listen to any. Don't listen to I don't say, I never oh, try to. It's too much. I never push my food, food views on anybody. It's not too much. Here's the thing. It's not too much. You're not enough. I'm not enough. That's what it of is. Of a man. And that was today's holiday or holiday. Too much. I'm going to get it. I know it. Oh, you're going to get it. All right. You thought the uh, avocado people were bad. Wait till the root root beer people get a hold of you. People have been around longer than the avocado. (laughs) It is uh, Monday, August 6th, and it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment we call the Showbiz Beat. Because it's Monday, we start with weekend's box office numbers to see what people want to see at the theaters this weekend. Number one still is Mission Impossible Fallout with $35 million this weekend. Did very well for itself. Right behind that was Disney's Christopher Robin, the movie that I saw this weekend, $25 million. Here's the thing. I think it still made less than Hotel Transylvania 3 made in its opening weekend. Listen, you goddamn people. Have a soul. It is a very legit, soulful movie that actually talks about people and situations that are real, and it has weight. It has impact. It is fun and and funny, but also very emotional and moving in many levels. It's a real honest-to-God film. This world needs to connect with its childhood a little bit more. No shit. And it's not Adam Sandler going, I'm in the boat. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, what is that? Garlic bread? No thanks for me. Fuck, fuck me that in the shit. Goddess. Yeah, fuck it. Go see Disney's Christopher Robin. Please. The Spy Who Dumped Me was third. Oh, really? This weekend, yeah. Did that open this weekend? It did, yeah. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Why is it sad? I, thought that, would, I thought that would open bigger. Uh, it only made $12.3 million. Oh, I thought that weekend. opened bigger. Mamma Mia, here we go again, was number four at the box office, made another $9 million this weekend. The Equalizer 2 was fifth at the box office, then that goddamn Hotel Transylvania <laughs> 3 is still in the top Won't 10 at away. number six. No, it's there forever. Ant-Man the Wasp was seventh. Darkest Minds rolled out at number uh, eight. That opened too, right? It did, yeah. Oof. Opened at number eight, $5.8 million Yeesh. this weekend. Not a strong opening for that film. Incredibles 2 was ninth, and then Teen Titans Go!, to the movies, 10th at the box office with $4.8 million. And you liked that one. I you thought it was Teen fun. Titans, right? I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I don't even watch Teen Titans, but I, th- I got some laughs out of it. Well, it's it's you know it's sort of uh, pop culture enough that if you know anything about superhero It's very movies, self-aware, which yeah. is funny. And yeah. uh, they do some deep DC comic book hero cuts. It's yeah, pretty they take some shots, yeah. which sounds like fun. This is sad news. If you were a fan of television back in the day, then you remember Charlotte Ray who was the house mother on Facts of Life for many oh. seasons. Aunt Edna. No, Aunt, not Aunt Edna. Aunt, uh, what's her name? Aunt Edna was vacation. What was her name? She was Edna Garrett. Edna the house, Garrett. The I knew it was Edna. On, I knew it was Edna. Uh, on Edna Different Garrett. Strokes Miss is Garrett. where she started that character. Miss she Garrett. was the housekeeper on Different Strokes, this, the, the uh, t- TV series with Gary Coleman Facts and Todd Bridges. Spinoff. And Facts of Life was the spinoff of that show. She went on to become the uh, house mother of the uh, all-girls school. Blair, where she worked Joe. There. Yeah. Tootie. Tootie. Mindy? Was it Mindy? Mindy Cohn played Mindy Cohn Natalie. Play. Natalie. That's yeah. Right. Um, 1978 is when she got that role on Different Strokes, and that proved to be such a hit, and the character so popular, she did get her own spinoff throughout the better part of the 80s. Uh, she left the show in 86 for health reasons. Cloris Leachman, you may remember, stepped in to take over the role as the head of that school. And it was an important show back in the day because it, it dealt with a lot of teen issues that weren't being addressed on television. 
And they're talking about rebooting it, by the way. Oh, really? I don't know if you know they're, they're going to do another brand new Facts Did of Life. Did she come back into another sitcom? Did she come back into something else after She's Facts of a, Life? She's done a ton of guest star stuff, but I don't remember yeah, I her being she, a regular uh, on anything. I can't remember. I thought she did. She had health problems for a long time. She passed away at the age of 92 this week. Wow, good for it's her. It's not a bad run. No, 92, right? solid. And as I said, she's a beloved. That TV series ran was an important part of uh, life for a lot of teenage girls growing up around that One time. One of the catchiest TV theme songs of all time. You, live, you take the good, you take the bad. Then you get the facts of life. The facts of life. I never really watched much because it was about chicks living in a house. It was just I didn't like, really have any interest. I wanted to bone Blair, but other than that, I really had no interest. I like Joe. She's a tomboy. She was a lesbian. Said, I know that. Well, then why Hot. did you want to have sex with the lesbian who was working on her motorcycle have lesbian all day? sex with somebody. I was you, a kid. I don't know what I was thinking. You are ass backward. Oh, come on. on. There was a lot level. of Joe people. <laughs> with who? Do, <laughs> I don't know who, but there's others out there. Most of them were young women who were questioning their sexuality. <laughs> and Maybe you. that's what I was. Yes, you were a young woman. a coming woman of age story Questioning your sexuality. Speaking of young women, this is good news. Demi Lovato is in stable condition following her drug overdose last month. She's finally released a statement where she talks about the fact that she has learned addiction is not something that disappears or fades with time. That's what she learned over the weekend. I learned to, not to cry so much in the movies, and she learned that she uh, she's not quite over her addiction. And I think it's a mistake a lot of people make regarding addiction. They think, oh, you know, I've been... You think you cure it and you move on. I've been sober for eight years. What, what's a little going to hurt me? I'll party a little bit. What's the worst that can happen? No, it's maintaining. It's, like, it's a disease. It's like diabetes or something. You have to maintain yeah, yourself. Exactly. And uh, she had been sober for years, I think eight or nine, seven or eight years when she fell off the wagon. She is now in stable condition, and although she hasn't officially said that she is going to enter rehab, sources are saying that she has been scared significantly by the, uh, by the stay in the hospital, and she is going to seek a live-in facility for extended treatment and try to get herself back together I've again. seen those live-in. They're very nice. Yeah, she'll be fine there. Yeah. You know, uh, this sounds awful, and I don't mean to uh, diminish... Um, people who are struggling with addiction in any way but there are times when I look at some of the facilities and I'm like I would love to have like three months where all I had to do was sort of focus on myself and and get and get right like you just wake up to a sunset or sun like a, the sunrise and go and through therapy and then work out get and a massage do, do group therapy and talk about my problems and just focus on getting myself like healthier and and like just better de-stress completely That's, that was my only job every day oh man yeah. that'd be pretty sweet um and and again i'm not belittling uh, people who are struggling with addiction at all i hope you understand that i've I've suffered from addiction myself. Cigarettes, giving up cigarettes, hardest thing I ever had to do. Yeah. It, and I failed many times before I now finally I you quit stuck a couple times. this time. Uh, it's been a, oh, well over a year now, and, and there's no reason why I, I, I couldn't slip up and go right back to them at some point if things get shitty enough, because that's the first thing you want to do is go back to whatever crutch you were using before. And so I have some minor experience with that. So uh, I understand it, and I, I wish her all the best. And this poor kid, I mean, she's really, she has been treated in the past for bipolar disorder, bulimia, and substance abuse. So oh my God. I wish her all the best, because it's going to take a lot of strength for her to get right again. It's going to be hard. I hope she does so. Hey, this is pretty cool. If you're a fan of the old uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation... <laughs>
somebody you like very much. He's coming back to his classic role. Sir Patrick Stewart, it has been announced, will be returning to the role of Captain Jean-Luc Picard. He is going to be uh, back in Star Trek, a series for CBS All Access, which is the CBS streaming service that they've already established one Star Trek show on yep. that service What's called Discovery. What's the premise of this one? Um, they're keeping the exact plot under tight wraps, as you can imagine, but it seems to be the story will be the next chapter of Picard's life after his adventures on the Enterprise. Has he either. left Starfleet? Uh, it does not say here. I can't imagine he would. I don't think they're going to do a, a series about him raising grapes on, <laughs> in, be on a, his vineyard. <laughs> I think he will be Doing now. Yoga. He will be an admiral or something like that. He will still be in Starfleet at a different capacity. Okay. That's what I'm assuming. They're going to bring in other members just for cameos. I'm sure they line. will. I, I'm sure once they have him on board, the others will show up. Data for, for cameos and uh, for uh, guest star appearances in the episodes. I can only imagine they will get the guy back together more or less throughout the series but yes Jean-Luc Picard make it so number one we'll be back as well so <laughs> Lance Bass is bitching and moaning I told you on this show previously that he was looking to buy the Brady Bunch house Remember I thought he did buy it no I told you he was going to bid on it. he was talking about that he I wanted I it I read something this weekend where he did he was going to like he was actually oh, maybe you process. read it before the updated story here's, oh. the, here's the story he's got he got royally screwed pretty much he is a super fan of the Brady Bunch and his plan was to purchase the home which was the exterior shots of the Brady Bunch refurbish it on the inside to make it look exactly like the set which is what you should do if you have money right. and you can buy that house and then make it a museum or something yeah. is what his plan was to do so he talked to the realtor, and they said they would be accepting bids up to a certain time this past week, and you had to have your bid in by then. So like any good auction uh, fan, anybody who knows anything about eBay knows you got to wait until just before the right. auction closes. That's when you put in your highest bid. And he did so about five minutes before it was about to close this week. He put in a bid. Now, keep in mind, the house was for sale for $1.8 million. Yeah, just under two. And you know, you know the house. You know this neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good looking house, but it's it's a one floor ranch. Yeah. A one point eight is is a pretty yeah. good price for that. So house. That house anywhere if it's else? Not like, the Brady Bunch house. I don't know if it's pulling no, one point. No, that house in like Wyoming is a two hundred thousand dollar house, maybe. Right, exactly. maybe. So California helps because the yeah. costs are ridiculous out here. But it's but also a, it's the Brady Bunch. It's not house. a mansion by any stretch. Uh, his bid was for just shy of three million dollars. That's Ooh. what it had gotten to at that point. Then they claimed. He did it five. Sorry, it was a Thursday 3 p.m. deadline. I said Tuesday. It was a Thursday 3 p.m. deadline. He put it in five minutes before the deadline, 3 p.m. on Thursday, and the realtor said, "Congratulations, you're the high bid. You got it." Then they came back to him, and he's celebrating with his friends and everything. Then they came back and said, "Oh no, wait a minute. There was another oh. higher offer that came in just under the wire. You lost out too." And here's the shitty part of it: they claim the other buyer was a Hollywood studio. So it sounds to me like Warner Brothers bought it or somebody, right, right. or maybe Paramount because they own the Brady Bunch, or so maybe they're going to do something with it. Yeah. I don't know. But it sounds like he got screwed at the last minute, and he suck. now feels like they used him just to, to drive, drive the, the up. number up, and they had no intention of, of actually selling to him because they believe that this Hollywood studio that's going unnamed in this story was in on the, uh, the purchase plan the whole time. Maybe they had contacted the owners. And said, whatever number you get, we'll give you more. We will top it. Whatever the final number comes in. And they held out till they got three, and then they called us. You're like, we had three. No, I'm sure the date was the, the deadline was for real. But yeah. they said, whatever the top number is at the end of that deadline, we'll just top it. 
you stop taking bids, you let us know, and we will give you X number of dollars above that. So Lance Bass got it in Does the, the owner the not have a ass. say? That's when, <laughs> What's that? I'm sure the owner had a say. I'm sure the owner got colluded with Ugh. this studio, and the deal they made was whatever your highest number is, yeah. tell us what that is, and we will better it by $500,000, $300,000. Who knows what the final number was? Yeah. But I'm sure the owner and the, the studio were in, it, in on it together. Yeah. It was collusion, no collusion, okay? <laughs> Collusion's okay. It's not so bad. So that's what happened. <laughs> I feel bad for Lance Bass. Yeah, because you know he loved it, and he did it. It was a, it was a passion project yes. sort of thing, where now the studio's just going to do it. Indeed. And as we were talking about Christopher Robbins earlier. Again, my uh, daughter Olivia will be doing a Livy Goes to the Movies movie review of that later on in this show. This is pretty interesting. Christopher Robin won't get a release in China. Did you hear about this? They're Why? not going to show the movie in China for the most fucked up of all possible reasons. Their president there, Xi Jinping, he has been the target of criticism by people in his country of China who are unhappy with the rule of the Communist Party, and they have been attacking him online and social media by comparing his portly self to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> they will put up pictures of him Next and then Winnie cartoons the of Winnie the Pooh and mock him and his weight by putting him making by saying he looks just like Winnie the Pooh. So much so that the government has cracked down on Winnie the Pooh. You can't show images of Winnie the Pooh anywhere in social media in China any longer. You can't oh post God. pictures of it. You can't put it online. I mean, you have to remember this is a totalitarian a totalitarian country where the, the president gets to say what, what flies and what doesn't fly. Yeah, and he fly. just named himself president forever, I think, recently. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but it, uh, it wouldn't but this, like, that's, me. You, you, you accept it, and then you join into it, and then you take the power away from it. Um, you don't ban well, it. It just makes it worse. John Oliver's show last week tonight, they did a segment on uh, cheese sensitivity about being compared to Winnie the Pooh, and so China blocked HBO. You can't get HBO anymore in China. So they're saying that they will not allow the movie to open because, of course, Winnie the Pooh plays a major role in that. And because they've been mocking him using Winnie the Pooh, no Winnie the Pooh can be present in China on any level. Oh, my God. It's been, the, the character has been banned from the country. His dick must be so small. Can you imagine living in a country where your leader is so thin-skinned and sensitive that when anyone assaults him, he tries to shut down the media? I can't even imagine. Can you imagine what that would be like? Can you imagine if America was like that? I would think that would be awful. That would be frightening. If that's how things worked in this country. If our president just lashed out at people all the time? Can you imagine if we had a president who was really thin-skinned and every time he was insulted or attacked by somebody, he would say that the media was the enemy of the people and try to stop it, just stop it from happening? That's scary if that would happen. That would be terrifying. God, I hope that never happens. In this country, God bless America. It is Monday, August 6th. Let's take a look at all these stars born on this day. Actor-director Peter Bonners is 80 years old today. You know, uh, Peter Bonners, you may not know the name, but do you ever watch the old Bob Newhart show? Yes. He was Jerry the Dentist. Remember the dentist? Really? He was a very funny, talented actor, and they started directing on that show, and he's been one of the premier sitcom directors ever since. I didn't know that. Works all the time, yeah. 80 years old. Catherine Hicks from Seventh Heaven, and of course she was the uh, marine biologist in Star Trek The Voyage yes. Home. She is 67 years old today. Pat McDonald, singer-songwriter Pat McDonald is 66 years old today. Pat McDonald was half of a duo, I think he still is for all I know, 
called Timbuk3. Do you remember Timbuk3? <laughs> no, I have no 80s? idea who Timbuk3 is. You might know their I song. I know the song, but I don't know. They the won the Grammy, by the way, I think in 86. I want to say it. I'm always fascinated by this particular Grammy that they give out of Best New Artist. Because it's fascinating to go back and see who won that Grammy and then see what happened and to see, them after they, they won it. Is he a one-hit wonder? Yeah, they are a one-hit wonder. It was a duo, him and a girl. I think they were dating or married or something. Um, but there were two people, called themselves Timbuk3. And <laughs> they had this one hit. I think you may remember this one. Things are going great and they're only getting better. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. Future's so bright. Remember that song? Yeah, oh, I do good. remember that song. That's, I did a, a staged uh, rendition of Summer School to that. Uh, the, one of the that's songs. on their soundtrack, Yeah, right? and yeah, I did yeah, a stage. Yeah. And it was cool because the entire, oh, half the cast of the show of uh, the movie Summer School showed up and watched us do oh, that's a, funny. the staged version of Summer School. That's very cool. pretty cool. Yeah. So that was Tim Buck 3 doing that song. He is 66 years old today. Speaking of music, Randy DeBarge of the band DeBarge is 60 years old. Michelle Yeoh from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is 56. She was also in a Bond movie. Which one was it? Tomorrow Never Dies? Is that the Pierce Brosnan one? Pierce Brosnan and um, who's that? Uh, the one with the guy Jonathan with the Price. Jonathan that... Price plays like a Rupert Murdoch type media mogul. Is that the one with the guy Terry with the diamonds in his face? No, no, no. no. Not that one. No, that was with Madonna. This is a Tomorrow Never Knows, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway. Uh, she's 56. M. Night Shyamalan. Awful. It's awful. <laughs> You're not excited about that new one coming out where it combines the uh, yeah, sequel to... Yeah, that seems semi-interesting Because Unbreakable me. is like one of my more... That one, was one of his I liked, better films. I like That was my favorite film of his. Did you see Split? Did you see the most I recent I didn't see one? Split. I want to see it now just because now that I know it's... A, yeah, it's, it's, it's really heavy-handed, but I, I, I'll, I'll go see it. I'll that's, go. This is the first... M. Night Shyamalan movie I'm excited to That's see. That's true. It's been a while, right? So. Uh, 48 years old today. Jerry Hollowell from the Spice Girls. Ginger Spice is 46. Jason O'Mara, very talented actor from uh, Life on Mars and uh, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was on that show. 46 years old. Vera Farmiga from, um, what was the uh, Psycho TV series? With the kid is now the good doctor. Bates? Uh, Bates, Motel. Bates Motel. Yeah, she was so good in that. 45 years old. Selene, Soleil Moon Fry. Punky, oh, Punky Brewster, Brewster. Is 42. From Alias and Grey's Anatomy, Melissa George is 42. And speaking of Alias and also Once Upon a Time, Melissa's co-star. And coincidentally, what are the odds? She is also this week's celebrity guest on The Ralph Report. Marin Dungy celebrates her birthday today. Nice. So to kick off her birthday... We're going to uh, interview her. We're going to play some of her interview later on the show. She's 47 years old. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. Well, I told you how weepy I got going to see the movie Christopher Robin this weekend with my kid, Olivia. And one of our recurring segments here on the show is my eight-year-old takes a look at kids' movies and then reviews them as a kid. So if you have kids and you want to know what a kid thought about this kid movie, that's why we do Livy at the Movies. Today, she's taking a look at Christopher Robin. Here's her review. Welcome to another episode of Livy at the Movies, the movie review show for kids by a kid. And here is your host, Olivia Garman. Hi. Olivia, what movie are we going to review today? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. The story of Winnie the Pooh's boyhood pal, Christopher Robin, who used to play with him at the Hundred Acre Wood, along with all of his friends, Eeyore and Piglet and Owl and Kanga and Roo and Tigger. 
But now Christopher Robin's all grown up. What did you think of the movie, Olivia? I liked it. It was kind of sad. It was kind of sad. Well, what part was sad to you? When he left, and sometimes he wasn't being that nice to Pooh. Yeah. Um, when Christopher Robin grows up, he kind of loses his sense of friendship for Winnie the Pooh, and that was sad. Do you think there's any lesson that can be learned in this movie? Yeah. Don't be mean to the friends in the past. Yeah. And also, don't put work ahead of the people you love, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of the story. Christopher Robin gets lost in the grown-up world of working, and he ignores his wife and his uh, his daughter, Madeline. Who was your favorite character in the movie, Olivia? Um, I like Piglet. <laughs> you like Piglet? Yeah. He was scared a lot of the time, but he still was brave enough to do things with his friends and for his friends. We went to see the movie together, and uh, what was Daddy doing throughout the whole movie? Crying. Yeah. A little bit? A lot. A lot. Why do you think Daddy was crying so much in the movie theater? Do you think maybe because the movie reminded me a little bit when I was a little boy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had such a great childhood. Sometimes I get sad when I when I realize it's gone. You having a good childhood? Yes. That's more important than anything to me is that you're having a good childhood. You know, Olivia, every movie reviewer has their own system for rating a movie. Some reviewers use stars. Some use thumbs. What do you use? Hearts. Hearts. And on a scale of one to five hearts, one being worst, five being best, how many hearts would you give Christopher Robin? Um, I rate it... Three. Three hearts from Olivia. And if there are kids out there, Olivia, who are listening, or parents of kids, who are thinking about going to see this movie, what would you tell them? Um, I would say it's a great movie but some of it it's really sad so be prepared for that be prepared for that great great advice bring the tissues that's what i say if you are a kid who used to love winnie the pooh or you're a dad of a beautiful little girl and you want to make sure she has a happy childhood this movie hit me on all the levels on all the feels but we had a great time at the movies going to see christopher robin Olivia, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for our celebrity interview this week. Marin Dungey, lovely and talented actress. Oh, man, she's done so much great work. Uh, Alias was the first time I really got to know her, but she's also on King of Queens. Uh, She had recently had Conviction, which is a series I liked a lot. She is uh, one of the stars of Once Upon a Time, hardcore fan base for that show as well. She is a lovely lady and a friend. Here is the beginning of my interview all week long with Marin Dungey. My guest this week is a brilliant actress, a lovely lady. She's kind. She's nice. She's Marin Dungey. Hi, Marin. Hello, Ralph. Thanks for doing this with me. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure. Uh, we were gonna we're gonna look back over your career a little bit, and what a career it's been. Do you ever <laughs> do you ever look back and kind of string it all together and say, "Wow, I've done a ton of work." I you know it's funny when I was working on a show called Chasing Life a few years ago, uh, I had said, "Well, you know, I was on." King of Queens for about nine seasons, and Italia Ricci looked over and she goes, how 
old are you? <laughs> you must have started when you were 10, yeah, for God's just sake. couldn't understand that, you know, yeah. Well, we'll get there. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, I've said this before when I do these interviews. The origin story for me, it's like superheroes. That's always the most interesting part for me. Yeah. You're a kid from Sacramento, California, right? Indeed, yes. And my wife will love hearing that because my wife's family, they're from uh, Ventura County. They used to vacation on the Sacramento Delta every summer. They would go boating up there on the Delta and go it's water skiing. hell of a vacation. It yeah. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to get me go several times and I don't bite. What was life like as a kid in Sacramento? It was awesome, you know, because it was like the late 70s, 80s, you know, you could ride your bike anywhere, you know, like, don't go to this street, don't go to that house, mm-hmm. stay away from the 7-Eleven, you know, right. and then like, just you go and then come home in time for Donnie and Marie. <laughs> you know, my sister and I would play Charlie's Angels on our bikes. Oh, uh, which one were you? Uh, I was always Kelly. Uh, no, I was Chris. She was Kelly. Gotcha. Yes. Nobody wanted to be Sabrina. Cause no, because she was the dull one. She was the dull one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. It was great. You know, imagination and a lot of TV. A lot of TV for you, us. Well, and, and for those who don't know, Marin's sister now runs ABC. So a TV got into your bloodstream, I guess, early on for both of you, right? It did. We would, I mean, we had our afternoon schedule of like Gilligan's Island at four and then Bewitched and then Star Trek at five, like the original, you know, we had a whole thing. And then growing up, my mom would have to buy us each our own fall TV preview guide, like so we could mark it and then you get like, the TV guide out and plan your uh, plan the year, your attack. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it sounds like my childhood. I didn't know you were such a TV junkie. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I would have to go in the other room on Thursdays because she had Magnum P.I. going in this room, and I had Fame in the other room, and then we would rejoin for Barnaby Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, that, was it is it that early in age you decided you wanted to be on the television, not just watch it? I mean, when did you realize that... I had to do the thing. ...performing was something in your future? Well, I always loved to perform. I mean, Even I was, as a kid? Yeah, I would do uh, you know, piano recitals and ice skating and uh, Ice ballet. skating? Oh, yeah. Ice yeah. skating's an odd sport for a Southern California... Well, not Northern Southern California. California, Northern California yeah, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's not a lot of snowy weather up there, even though it's Northern California, you don't get a lot of icy winters. You don't, no. But we, I think, got inspired... By Thai Babylonia, and oh, so we sure. got like hooked yeah. in on that, and so yeah, you know, we did just you get good. It, I got good. I yeah. got good. And then it was like, are are you going to start competing or go to college? And I was like, competing. And my mom said, college. So <laughs> were you really that good that you were thinking about the competitive ice skating? Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, there was you know, I made it all the way through like Alpha Delta. Like Delta is like the last like you know training thing, and then you have to start doing patches and figure skating. You know, like, and so I was ready to do that. And I, I wow. just was always a good performer. Like I. Didn't like take piano lessons, but I loved doing the recital. Like right. I could, I could nail the performance. I could nail, you know, doing the ballet show. You know, it's so I always liked to do it, but I didn't ever think that there was a job for me. I remember being like discouraged by my dad. We we did like a in school we had drama, and I got to be the narrator in this one thing. And it, like the narrator had all the all the lines. It was like a weird version of Cinderella, but the narrator was the maid. And I remember telling my parents, I was so excited because it was this big part that I had gotten to do in the class that day. Right. But the character was a maid. And then my dad sat me down and had a whole conversation because, you know, it was the 70s and the early 80s. And so all black actors were the pimps, the junkies, the maids, the, you know. And so then I was, I felt really ashamed of what I did. So I thought, okay, well, I I can't do this because then there'll never be a good part for me. Like I'll never be able to do you know, what I, I know, be Molly Ringwald and 16 Candles or, you know, because they, you know, we, they didn't, 
do diverse casting. You weren't seeing faces that looked like yours in in, right. in lead roles on television and in movies. Exactly. So that I breaks thought, my heart that there were kids for generations who never got encouraged to do what I love to do, what you love to do, simply right. because it wasn't there for them. It didn't exist. Know? I mean, yeah. the, it did on the Cosby Show, right? And the Jeffersons, like it's like good that times. There were like a handful, but the good times people were. They were That's in poverty, true. Lower you know, class, and yeah. then like you had the Jeffersons who had made it to the, you know, deluxe apartment in the sky, <laughs> you know, but then like the great part was the maid of, you know, with Marla Gibbs. So, right. you know, you just didn't see enough of it to feel that you were encouraged. But so my sister and I had a big plan of we will, will she'll be like a camera person or we'll, you know, there's all these things we would say at the end of the credits of everything and go, oh, we could do this or, you know, like you just, you know, and at the, after the end of every movie, we'd go down and touch the screen. It was like sort of like a, like a thing to bring us into the thing. Like it was like a touchstone, like a good luck. Thing. That's like, adorable that you yeah. guys would touch the screen. Mm-hmm. We'd wait until they left and then we'd go touch the screen. <laughs> More with Marin Dungey tomorrow. Also, it's Tuesday. That means it's the Bachelorette Report with me and my wife, Carrie. It is the final episode tonight. So Eddie exciting. Pence is going to watch The Bachelorette. So He's going to see two episodes, the beginning and the ending. Well, I didn't really see the first one because the Stanley Cup was That's on. That's right. You were, watching, you were it watching it on your phone. You're watching the caps. So, uh, <laughs> and understandable. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that either if the Flyers were playing. But I have no distractions now. No. Now you're going to see uh, if Becca finds true love or not. My wife and I will be talking all about that. Plus, we'll take a look, of course, at all the entertainment news. It's going to be a good show. So why don't you come on back tomorrow, won't you? Because I love you and I mean it. Bye.